Greetings and salutations, listeners. This is Chris. And this is Ryan, and welcome back to our little half-cast, which we so lovingly refer to as Two Peas in a Podcast. That's right. A little show where Ryan and I sit and commiserate about what's wrong with the world. With, with everything. Yeah, with everything. <laughs> Why do we hate everything? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about, well, to start off anyway, about alleged classic rock. Yes. Or, or what is considered classic rock. We just recently found out, and by recently I mean today, that Pearl Jam is now considered is classic, classic rock. rock. Yeah, which which messed us up. They had their heyday in the 90s. Early mid-90s. Early to mid-90s. I mean, they're doing okay now, but right. as a result of the early to mid-90s. When they were at so their much. absolute peak of popularity, I would say mid-90s. Yes. And now they are considered classic rock. Yeah, that's a little... It fucks with you, doesn't it? It only fucks with me because it seems so recent Right. Or I mean, I realized yes, obviously I was I was much younger when it was out, but I'm I'm not that old. That's yeah. the reason. And, and you, too, I mean, you're younger than I am, and it's like, really, this is classic rock. I mean, I remember when Bon Jovi was played on classic rock radio when I was like in high school. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is it really that old? And I Which remember was, even yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> over that, a decade ago, you were in high school, and even then, it was considered classic rock. And yeah. Like, really strange. Already? It's funny stuff like that. I warmed to eventually like stuff that I casually didn't mind in the nineties because my head was still in the eighties. Yeah. And, and still is this day as our friend Corey likes to point out pretty much constantly. Um, (laughs) but I was still very much listening to eighties bands or let's say Aerosmith, like their early nineties output, which was awesome. It was, I, I didn't really mind collective soul and all that, but, or Oasis even, and then got really, I, guess I, was, you, I was fully invested at that point. Yeah. I guess you just become to appreciate it more as as you get older. You know, yeah. songs of, of days past. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I never would have thought that I would like so much stuff from the 80s or even anything from the 70s, like older Billy Joel or Boston or yeah. Leonard Skinner. You know, the, all those bands that I swore I would never listen to because they were old. Yeah. And, and your parents and now, listen to some of them. Right. And now the majority of what I listen to is older stuff. I mean, there's very little modern music that I actually still like that's being produced today. Yeah. Oh, I, then, I agree. But then, you know, 20 years from now, I might appreciate more of the stuff that's being made now. You never know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, one of the things I did point out to you was imagine 20 years from now, th- those people who will be – who are <laughs> – we were their age when, let's say, Gin Blossom's first album came mm-hmm. out and – they're our age now, or th- sorry, they're that age now, and in 20 years will be our current age. That is probably really confusing. But I said, imagine the, yeah, the people who are in their late 20s, early 30s in 20 years and saying, can you believe it's been 20 years since Call Me Maybe? What a drastic <laughs> drop that is from even the output of the night. I mean, I'm no fan of grunge. I make no bones about it. I still can't stand Nirvana. I but can't either. There's still, to this day. and you, you and I are in the minority, but, yeah, <laughs> but still, and, and Jack is, might be the only other person, and Corey, but Corey doesn't like music. No. Otherwise, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's probably because there's so few bands right now that have any kind of commercial appeal. Right. There's, I mean, in the spot, I'm trying to think, uh, Mumford and Sons. And I don't like them either, but I'm trying to think of other I, bands I like who I've make some kind them. of impact. Yeah. Like, I mean, who people might be in the top them. 20. Oh, I know. Yeah, there are people are who love big. Them. They do nothing for me. I've heard it. I'm just like, eh, I, I've heard them. a few songs, uh, which which I have enjoyed, because they are different than most of the shit that's going on today. Well, yeah. And they, they actually play instruments, which is nice. Yeah, that's, and that, that's, that's unique. That's one thing that I miss in, in modern music, which is why I hate so much of it, is that no, nothing that's being made requires any talent. Or, of course. It requires yeah. a guy who programmed 
or a woman who programmed beats on their yeah. computer and a couple of samples from various songs. And there you go. If I had one wish in 2013, it would be for Rock to take back the radio. That'd That's what so I wish good. for above all else, for people to appreciate it again and to like it again and to, to spread it around again. And, I and agree. And what it was. It's something that needs to be... I think I, I think it's a, a dual-pronged problem. I think it's that there are no bands who want to be mainstream in any capacity, mm-hmm. which is disheartening because there's this real, like, be independent, no record companies, Except for maybe blah, blah, blah. Nickelback. It's, yeah, exactly. They're, and, they're the world's rock band right now. Yeah, and, please <laughs> don't let them continue that. <laughs> I can't believe this. there are people who don't want mainstream success. And at the same time, it's just not, people aren't looking for bands. Everyone's looking for music that they can here in the club or we played at the bar yeah. yeah i mean people have always wanted music that you can dance to but still there's got to be it, it's it not doesn't that bands have to don't be have this, songs though it, you, you can dance to so many different kinds of yeah. music go to any strip club you'll hear acdc and motley crew and right. you can dance to that and that's awesome yeah. <laughs> i've heard that i play that in strip clubs i've heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't done any research or anything but uh, <laughs> you know pour some sugar on me does get played on occasion indeed which apparently is how that took off in the first place, was that's a song strippers were request- <laughs> requesting to dance to. Oh, really? Well, yeah. think of the tempo. It's perfect. Yeah. Because you, you don't need to move too fast. Right. <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> and obviously it's a song about sex, so that, that works. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect combination. And funnily enough, that was that was their, their fuck you song to the record label, wasn't it? No. When they were like, you need to write us a single. That was Cherry Pie. For Warrant. Didn't, wasn't that the same thing for Def Leppard in, mm-hmm. in a way, where they were like, we need a single? And No. It was, the album was done. They had 11 songs, and mm-hmm. then singer Joe Elliott had just had this chorus and chords, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, he's, he, during a break, he just picked up an acoustic guitar and went, awesome, sure. sung essentially that part of the chorus. And uh, producer Mutt Lang just said that's the best hook i've heard in however many years we need to write that song mm-hmm. and the the nonsensical verses were just things that they kind of mumbled into like little handheld recorders while the the demo was playing and they kind of just said kind of whatever came to mind and they took the best of how they interpreted the things they recorded separately and that then became the verses huh the, the kind of bizarre uh, i thought i remembered reading verses. somewhere that that the record that the record company no, kind of demanded it they did i mean that not happened. that song in particular but they were like i'm going to write some bullshit just to make it a single well, because they're they're asking for it warrant did that warrant did that with cherry pie because the second yeah, album was going to be called yeah. uncle tom's cabin and the right. first song was going to be uncle tom's cabin uncle tom's cabin right as we all know or that some people want to forget the second song yeah. was uncle tom's cabin <laughs> the album was called cherry pie and they said they wanted to write the most obnoxious obvious single right that they could ended up being the biggest date of their career and their yeah. signature song I mean, that was meant to be like a fuck you. We're going to write the cheesiest song. Yeah, you could and I, I knew that. I just remember reading somewhere that it was sort of in a similar vein for Def Leppard in that song. Not a, not from how they tell it. Just yeah, I mean, it, it, it <laughs> might have been a false report that I read. I don't could remember have been. where I read it, but could have been. If you want to say fuck you to your lady, blow your brains out like Kurt Cobain. Did. Yeah, that's <laughs> the ultimate say, fuck. If you, you want to yeah. say fuck you to popularity, which ultimately didn't didn't work for him. No, but. Anyway, so as far as uh, music from even the 90s just being classic, it's it's bizarre. And it's weird to think, well, what is going to get played in, an, in another 10 years when music from the early part of the 2000s is going to be eligible? What do you got? Obviously, the stuff I just named, Greendale, have a couple of songs in there. Yeah. Uh, they might now, come to think of it, something yeah. like Basket Case might end up on Classic Rock Radio yeah. before and we I'm know sure it. I'm sure it will. Yeah. 
what else though? Um, I really don't know. I'm at a loss. Me too. <laughs> it's, it's a bit bizarre it's, to think about well, what the hell. It's troublesome to me. <laughs> yeah. Very, very troublesome. In the late 90s and the early part of the 21st century, I don't know if we can call them the 2000s. I really don't know what the hell to call them. I, like I it's, guess. It's, it's 2013. Is it okay to say back in 12? Or do we say 2012? At what point is it acceptable to say, like we could say back in 87. In 87. Everyone knows yeah. I mean 1987. It feels weird now, doesn't it? Yeah. To say, yeah, back in 09. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, is it acceptable for us to say '01 or '09? I guess or '11 or back in '10? You're like, what? Ten yeah. minutes? No, 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 no. Back no. In I'm staying right here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand where this is. How this is supposed to go? What's a socially acceptable way to talk about recent years? But in the early part of the 21st century, it was boy bands and Britney right. Spears, Christina Aguilera. There isn't a whole lot. I really no. think the '90s and could nothing be that's the considered end. rock anyway. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's going to end up on classic rock radio. Certainly, I mean, I don't know how rock stations stay afloat. I mean, I got tired of hearing Crazy Train and Dirty Deeds and Done Dirty Dirt Cheap on, yeah. the, on the radio constantly. It's all yeah, Ozzy and ACDC and stuff like that. Just and that's and that's kind of it. No, yeah. don't really hear something like even a band yeah. like Dream Theater in the '90s would have been nice. Play to Stairway hear to Heaven radio. once an hour, and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Black yeah. Dog will get played or yeah. something like that, or Ramble On. That's I, I mean the '90s only have so much to show for it. I mean, yeah, I I don't like Black Hole Sun, but I'm sure that's going to end up on classic rock radio at some point. But oh yeah, there's going to be a that's time when like those, on uh, Lithium Channel on uh, XM where they basically do like all that old '90s rock where it's. Soundgarden and Nirvana. And, oh, okay. Well, lithium. You know, band, bands like that. Um, and some of it's enjoyable. Like, I, I look back on some of it. Yeah, 90s alternative. <laughs> Which I always thought was so funny because it was mainstream. How is it alternative? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> a, What's it alternative a, to? Yeah, such a stupid name cooked up by, uh, uh, I don't know. Hooting the Blowfish, I suppose, will probably end up on Classic Rock Radio soon. Yeah. Which I still love the first album. Uh, me too. I also I, have the cassette for that. Yeah. Cracked <laughs> Rearview. Yeah. That was one of the first CDs I got. And then I, when I started getting into like import discs and all that, I got the Japanese version because it has like three more tracks on it right. or something. Yeah. And they put on an EP in Japan, which was live tracks around yeah. the time of the first album. And I was like, woo. Yeah, I, I don't pull them out all the time, but. Hold My Hand, the video coming out yeah. for that. And Letter, it, Letter Cry is still my favorite song that on the record. Is, that is a it's really amazing. good song. I do. Love that, that. that first album, man, I, I played that to death. I, I don't ever have to hear I Don't Want to Be With You ever again. <laughs> that, as long uh, as I live, I don't ever have to hear that song that again. That music video was funny, and not being a the sports music fan, video I still was thought funny. it was really funny. I and a little say. bit about how the dolphins made him cry. Like yes. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> as he's playing, with, funny. playing catch with Dan Marino. With Dan Marino, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I gotta say, I picked up a CD of theirs, oh man, 2006, I think. It was when Tower Records was going out of business. Mm-hmm. I went to the somewhat of a landmark Tower Records on uh, Sunset Boulevard. So that's when I was living out in, in Los Angeles. And I picked up uh, Looking for Lucky was the name of the album. It was an album they had done, I guess, 2005 or maybe 2006. It may have even mm-hmm. been current. And uh, I actually really liked it. Yeah. I just kind of hadn't listened to Hootie and the Blowfish in a mm-hmm. while. And I thought, oh, well, here's a CD. It's cheap. I mean, they were, they were liquidating. They were yeah. going out of business, so everything was pretty cheap. And I thought, I'll take a chance on it. And I actually really liked it. So if they came around, I'd probably go see them. I mean, Darius Rucker's more in the country. Yeah, he realm did these uh, days. at least one solo country record that I know of. I think his third one's coming out now. Yeah, I believe he's, he's done at least it. two already, but he's got yeah. another one that's coming out in the next few weeks or may maybe out already. I don't mm-hmm. know. Alas, I mean, they always had a little bit of a country twang to them. Obviously, a bit. Well, they're from, from the 
South Carolina? South Carolina, I believe. It okay. Yeah. It's kind of weird, too. And you and I have talked about this quite a lot, that the only place you'll hear guitar solos these days are in country songs. Are in country modern songs. country. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's very strange. It is strange only because why aren't bands playing guitar solos? And that's, that's another <laughs> thing that I miss very dearly is the guitar solo. I do, too. I miss and it. It's almost completely absent from... All music, yeah, now, from but, modern pop music, and you yeah. and I, frankly, we may have said it in the in the first two P's in a podcast episode we did, but songs, pop songs from the eighties, like whether it was Richard Marks or Janet Jackson, or I'm trying to think of Pebbles, <laughs> I mean, yeah. all sorts of people who had singles. The songs had guitar solos in them, yeah, and even just pop songs. They yeah. didn't have to be like heavy rock songs. That they, they all had guitar solos. Yeah, I love the guitar solo in Sunglasses at Night. Yeah, great that guitar was solo. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, listening to the radio uh, the other day, and um, "Beat It" came on. Michael Jackson's "Beat It." Yeah, well, and, there's uh, only one. There yeah, be only obviously, one. yeah. Um, and apparently, Eddie Van Halen claims to this day that he was never paid for his guitar solo in that song. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, he, I, just, I he, heard that. he was asked to come in and do it, and apparently, he never got paid for it. Oh wow, well. It was just an interesting I'm, little I'm not surprised. Bit. I didn't know he didn't get paid for it. I, I didn't know that. up until a couple of years ago that he that was even him. I, oh, yeah? I'm pretty sure you told me yeah, that it was I him. probably did. That sounds like something I, I'd say. I, I thought it was just a kind of a weird thing, but <laughs> in the same vein that all those old pop songs had right. guitar solos in them. <laughs> Assuming everybody knows nothing about music. I'm like, you know, right. Eddie Van Halen did this solo, right? Yeah. Oh, you really didn't know? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy I those little things that, that you tell me. Yeah, those well, little random things that I never knew. Because I know you're interested. I'm right. not saying it like, look yeah. how much I know as I'm straightening my tie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a scholar of rock music. Which is great. And actually, that's one of the reasons I was looking forward to what would have come from that final or that, that uh, comeback Michael Jackson tour because Oriathy was playing guitar was playing. and she was, oh, she's so good. And she still is so good. Yeah. And, and I can't wait for her I, to uh, come out. I enjoyed that one song that Rihanna did, uh, California King Bed, because it actually has a couple pretty sweet guitar solos in it. Yeah. And she actually sings, which is, is nice. I know. That's, and I just, that's I, I didn't expect it. Like the first time I heard the song, I was like, is there actually a guitar solo going on yeah. right now? This is, this is Rihanna. I know it's weird. I mean, I, mean that... I generally hate her. Like I can't stand the rest of her <laughs> oh, music. Oh, I can't it's awful. I, I... It's so awful. Yeah, her music is. But that one song, people. like she, she actually sings, and then you know, a couple little spots in the song. There's a, a nice guitar solo, and I was, I was very pleased with it. You know what? That was one of the things that appealed to me as well. With uh, you like and a I, big have... power ballad. It's exactly what it was, and it was awesome. It, yeah, 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 it was. And uh, as you and I have talked about our love for Taylor Swift, particularly the, the Speak Now album, right. At least she has lead guitar on her albums. I mean, maybe not full-on solos, mm-hmm. but, but you you can hear it going on. Yeah, there's the yeah. lead melody. I mean, Sparks Fly. That that melody is all a lead guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah. and something that isn't country. That's like it just sounds like pop guitar to me. Right, which is is awesome. You know, yeah, there, just some some major chord someone that's still featuring it. You know, what and, I mean, even Katy Perry the, plays guitar, so I'll yeah. even hand it to her. She, she actually plays an instrument. Yeah, and, and writes nice. her songs. What? A, yeah, amazing. And I mean, in, in thinking about the the female you know realm in music today, I mean, if you look back to the '80s, you had ladies like Anna Nancy Wilson from Heart and Pat Benatar and Lita Ford. Yeah, that were ruling the Joan radio Jett. and Joan Jett. They were playing instruments and they were rocking. And now, now we have Nicki Minaj and we have Carly Rae Jepsen and yeah, and we we have this bullshit and and these people are idolized. Yeah. Yeah, the closest to it comes to a woman being in a band of some prominence is Black Eyed Peas. Right. Which, ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in, at some point, I, I, I did enjoy one of their albums. Oh, yeah? Uh, the Elefunk, I think it was, uh, yeah. that I thought was actually really good. Um, but again, instruments, yeah. real, real music mixed with you know other elements that I normally wouldn't be into in and of themselves, but it, but it turned out case, to be pretty good. Yeah, It's interesting to me that musicianship has really taken a back seat when it comes to pop music, and it's all about the beat. Right. It's, uh, Everybody loves I've the beat. I've said it a thousand times. Yeah, you and I have said it on, on the big show and, and many other... In many other forms, <laughs> through blogs and, and whatnot, but it's it's so bizarre to me that I don't know someone who can prance around in tights or a weird ass costume like Lady Gaga can get more appreciation than someone who actually has put some time into doing something. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not a successful musician by any stretch of the imagination, but regardless, it's still strange that it's not as popular as it was, and something right. people don't aspire to do. Say what you want about the music of the '80s, at least. Guitar players were aspiring to be faster than the other guy or exactly. to, to play better than other people. There was, there was some, something to drive for. Yeah, there was healthy competition going on, or sometimes mm-hmm. maybe it was negatively charged competition. But, but at least there was something. Now it's just who looks sluttier or right. who can who can get more hits on their video on YouTube. It's not about actually being able to... You know what's so funny? I don't think there's music for young guys at all. I'm not saying there should be. I'm just saying there isn't. There, there's no one for guys to kind of look up to. In you know, music. you're right. There, there really isn't. There's a lot for women to look up to as far as women might aspire to be, let's say, more like Lady Gaga or Katy Perry or Taylor Swift or whatever. Young guys, not so much. No. I mean, with the music, as I've I've said to you, of course, with especially when we go like binging on 80s music, listen to 80s on 8 or Hair Nation or yeah. something on Sirius XM. Or when we just put on an album on the iPod and we're just listening to it right. and thinking about, oh, remember when? Remember, remember back in the day when the, back in my day back when, in when my music day. was great? There yeah. was no part of me growing up with bands like Def Leppard and '80s Aerosmith, which I, I is my favorite period. I mean '80s '90s that, that mm-hmm. permanent vacation pump get a grip period. Yeah, and up to Nine Lives, I really like that album too. Mm-hmm. Band, even even pop stars, people like Richard Marks, who I liked right away as soon as I heard his songs on the radio and all that. Yeah. Or 80s Van Halen, obviously. Sammy Hagar fronted Van oh, Halen. Yeah. It would have been impossible for me to not be intrigued by yeah. the guitar and to actually pursue it because listening to that music, that's what made me want to learn how to play. Yeah, Just listening to it was, forget it. And that was still at a time when I was young enough to think musicians come from something different. Like but nobody, They're not from the same sect of humanity that I am. Yeah, but nobody has that now. There, there's, yeah. Who's out now that's going to make you know a 12-year-old girl say, I want to play the piano, or you know a guy want to p- pick up a guitar? There's, there's no, no music that inspires no that No one. Now. Not even Nora Jones really does any piano-based yeah. stuff anymore. Her music's gotten a little more, I mean, for my taste, it's gotten a little more outside. Mm-hmm. But at least there was that period in 2003, I want to say. 2004, maybe, it was when... Her album, her debut album, did huge business, and as a result, people like Katie Tunstall and I think eventually Kobe Calais, Sarah Bareilles, Sarah Bareilles, that they all got picked up. Where it was, it was female musicians who were getting positive attention. I mean, Katie Tunstall says because of Nora Jones, that had a lot to do with well, people are looking for female singer songwriters. Yeah, uh, she sent interviews back in like oh seven. And uh, see, oh seven, I just did it. Hopefully, yeah, that's back acceptable. Oh seven, yeah. <laughs> And I think that's important. I feel like those people need to come along. Same reason coming back to why I want to see Taylor Swift play guitar as opposed to just wear different dresses and climb a staircase looking yeah. for Mr. Right or Mr. This Week. But yeah, it's... As it were. <laughs> yeah. 
But it, it is kind of weird. Like growing up, I had guys like Eddie Van Halen and Joe Perry and Phil Collin and Steve Clark from Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. There were dudes to look up to. I mean, even in the '90s, I'll say, I have no doubt there were young guys who looked up to Liam and Noel Gallagher. Certainly. Because they were all over the place. I mean, obviously, Oasis was was trendy mm-hmm. to a certain degree. There was a point when being in Oasis was a, a fashionable thing in the nineties. I mean, there were <laughs> there were people from uh, my friend Dave, who I went to Musicians Institute with, was I think he was two three years younger than me, so he was like ten when they were at the, the peak, like post Morning Glory, pre mm-hmm. Be Here Now peak. He said there were people getting stabbed for Oasis tickets and stuff like that. Really, like it was mayhem. He said it was absolutely ridiculous growing up in England. Holy at that shit. time. And that's, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that, but at least that's something where, or even if you were on the, on the other side of that debate, if you were a Blur fan, at least it's someone for young dudes to look up to. Yeah. Now, not so much. Unless you have oh. an older sibling or a coworker who's older or something who says, hey, check out Iron Maiden, check out Joe Satriani, yeah. check out Van Halen even, even if you like the Van Halen era, I don't like. <laughs> if there's somebody to say, hey man, check this stuff out. But now, but now there's no I mean, as as even though music is so readily available, whether it's listening on YouTube or checking out samples on iTunes or Amazon or whatever, I feel like people are discovering older stuff less and less, or, yeah. or stuff that maybe should be listened to. So guys like Joe Satriani or Steve Vai, which in the past would have been just guitar geek stuff and stuff. Yeah. Just young men listened to, just <laughs> looked up to other men or whatever. I just feel like that since stuff is so available, there's more of an opportunity to appreciate so much that has already been around, and to give people who've been doing it for so long their due. Right? It'd be it'd be awesome, especially people who never stopped. Bands like Def Leppard for thirty years now. Yeah, Def Leppard, Sammy Hagar, Richard Marks—people who are proven talents who have never stopped doing it, not who are riding a wave of popularity. Like certain bands, I don't want to call out any any band specifically, but. Like Obviously Richard after. Marks, you know, he's he, if he's not writing songs for himself, he's writing songs for other people. He's oh, yeah. always playing music, he's producing, he's he's doing everything. Yeah, exactly. And he hasn't stopped for for thirty years, and it's you know, and, it's still, and he's still writing great stuff. You know, that's inspiring. But there's, there's but just nothing. I don't think it's a thirteen left. year old who knows about that. No, no and, absolutely and not. If the, if there is, then it's a case like let's say his parents listen to it. Mm-hmm. So as a result. He doesn't want to listen to it, and maybe when he gets to his mid-20s, like around the time you started listening to classic rock and all that, maybe at that point he'll be into it. Yeah. But right now, he has no one to look up to, except whoever's on the wall at Hot Topic this yeah. week. It seems mostly that everything is for girls, as far as music is concerned now. Yeah, definitely. You know, as, so, as far as role models, as pathetic as they may be, are concerned. <laughs> maybe that's the overwhelming... I mean, no young guy in his right mind likes Usher and... Kesha oh, hell and no. all this bullshit. I mean, it, it's all for girls. It's chick stuff. They all like the shit. <laughs> yeah, and they all want to dance. They're all dumb today. Girls uh, are dumb. They yeah. really are when it comes to this shit. D- dumber than in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe that's the overwhelming message or lesson to be taken from this two-piece in a podcast yeah. is tell somebody younger about great bands. Tell them about Iron Maiden. Tell them about right. Oasis. Tell them about... Bruce Springsteen, if for some reason they don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, let somebody know that Paul McCartney was in the Beatles and didn't close <laughs> the Grammys for absolutely no reason. Yeah, not tweets about who's this old guy. Exactly. Tell them about Richard Marks. Spread the love for other people. Yes. Turn someone you know onto onto great music. I turn Ryan onto bands all the time, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what about these people? What about this band? What, you don't like Queen, Queen Strike? Okay, well, I'll play you some songs you will like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, that, that stuff exists. 
I really believe that's, you can turn people on to the right stuff if you play the right songs. I guarantee I can play some Iron Maiden songs where you're like, oh, wow, I never realized. Yeah. Even though you have nothing against them as a band, to be like, oh, you're going to dig this song. Uh, I'm sure I would. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, you would. So go go do that for somebody else. That's that's what we're looking pay for, I think, out of this. Pay it forward, exactly. Mm-hmm. Keep the good stuff alive. Right. And uh, until we do this again, this has been Chris. And this is Ryan. And thanks again for listening to Half Cast, two peas in a podcast.